Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. So everyone, welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I am sitting to chat with Coach Dorothy. Hello, Dorothy. Hello, hello. So excited to be here. Thank you for joining me. Um, I decided to reach out to Dorothy because a lot of my listeners were really expressing, you know, wanting to hear new topics in 2020 and dealing with heartbreak was a massive one. And I happened to cross paths on the interwebs with Dorothy, who is a breakup coach. Yes. So without further ado, I'll let you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your work as a breakup coach. Yeah. So I'm a breakup coach. I help women get over their ex without it just taking time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I really got into this industry because I went through a really hard breakup. Um, I was into data analytics and consulting about four years ago. And so I have a background in psychology. However, um, I thought I was kind of meant to be a consultant for the rest of my life. And then I went through this terrible heart-wrenching breakup that totally dumped everything I knew about life upside down. Um, and made me question a lot of my core belief systems and a lot of like, who am I? What do I want in my life if this other person isn't there? And um, I had a lot of people just reaching out naturally being like, oh, I saw you got through this. How did you do it? All the things. And so finally I was like, oh, this is actually a need. Like I knew it was a need because I had gone through it and I had been searching for help, uh, but I didn't realize that I could kind of turn it into something where I get to heal hearts for a living. And I'm just so grateful. That's literally what I do. And I believe so wholeheartedly that that is what I meant to do here on the earth. And so I love it. Yeah. And I feel like it's just, like you said, like it's a need, like who doesn't need some uplifting and some motivation and just strategies to like help that really like dark time. And I'm using air quotes because, you know, some people, everyone grieves a relationship so differently, but to mm-hmm. have you as a resource and kind of like a cheerleader to just like, you know, be that, that voice that's telling women that it's like, you're going to, you're going to get through this. I love so it. I you really the love the work you do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so perfect. Cause literally, literally just the other day I had a consult and it was one of the biggest things that we took out of it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. I'm here mm-hmm. to rah, rah you through heartbreak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all need that push. I was wondering if you would be able to share a little like micro version of like about your personal heartbreak story. You know, you said that that was really your experience is really what led you into this work. So if you could give us a little snippet. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So I was dating a guy for about seven years um, and we met in undergrad he and I lived together for a while. We went to, he went to dental school and I went to grad school nearby. And so we lived separately for that time. And then I moved to Chicago. So I was a little bit further away. We did long distance for about four years. Um, but I was totally like head over heels for him. He was at my everything. I just was so excited about kind of starting our life new once he was done with dental school. So we finished dental school. We go back to Florida. We buy the house. Um, we have a dog. We have the boat, all yeah. of it. And I'm just like so excited to live my best life. For me, I was like, I've arrived. I am yeah. doing it and so excited. And I was traveling back and forth to Chicago at the time um, for work. And one time that I was there about two months after we moved to Florida, he had broke up with me over the phone. 
And I was like so angry and so upset. And I moved into an apartment in Chicago with my suitcase that I had for that trip because I wanted to wait to go get all my stuff until he wasn't going to be at the house. Yeah. And so a month later, I went to go get my stuff and all of my stuff was actually already packed up into the front room of the house. And I found out that another girl had been living there ever since the breakup. Wow. So not only was I grieving my best friend and grieving someone who was still alive, which felt felt like very hard. It felt Mm -hmm. harder than grieving someone who was dead to me. And um, not only was I doing that, but then I was still so full of so much anger and resentment about the new girl and him being able to move on. And I built up this story in my head that clearly – he never loved me because how can you love someone and then move on that quickly? Like it made no sense to me. And for a year after that point, I was Googling and I was like, how do you get over your ex? How do you forgive and let go? And I did all of the things. Like I started meditating. I got in the best shape of my life. I picked up this modeling thing that I was super excited about starting. Um, I traveled all over the world. I did all these things that I thought would make me feel better. But at the end of the like a year later, I was so, I was just full of so much anger and resentment still. And I just didn't yeah. understand what was going on. Um, and through, I mean, I had gone down the self-help rabbit hole, like for sure within that year. So I had stumbled across a podcast, um, that was talking about forgiveness and I, realized that our thoughts create our feelings. And I just had this huge epiphany. And through that podcast, I hired my first coach who helped me manage my mind Mm -hmm. and learn how to take responsibility for how I felt. And I realized that I was the one that was creating all that pain for myself and it wasn't actually affecting him. It was only affecting me. And I really truly learned how to forgive and let go. Um, And it took me a year to do that. And all the time people kept being like, it's just going to take time. And so I believed that. Um, but then a year later, I was like, how much time does it really take? And so through coaching, I found out that it doesn't have to just take time um, and had so many epiphanies and so much had changed in my life. And I just became this whole new person and being able to like let go of the anger and resentment was the last piece. And that's when I felt comfortable actually sharing my experience and well, the whole time I was sharing my experience, but sharing my experience in that, that way and helping other people because people would ask for help. And I was like, I'm just not there yet. Um, Mm -hmm. But then at that point, that's when I was like, everything's turned a corner here, guys. And I just learned the key to life. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that apart. The, the biggest part of like you realizing you know, where you were at was that you got, you got help to kind of think and reframe your thoughts and your feelings in a new way. Um, And we'll probably talk a little bit about this later, but I love that a large part of your discovery too was forgiveness, Mm -hmm. Um, which sometimes we don't correlate with breakups. It's just like, you know, like you just think of like the the bad and the ugly and it's like, you know, the big like gush tart torn in in the middle. Um, But you don't think about how forgiveness plays into that. And we'll we'll be talking about that a little second, but I love that that you really highlighted that. Uh, And another thing you you mentioned about was how how people tell you like it just takes time. Mm -hmm. And I really, and I feel like you're very vocal about this on your podcast, on your Instagram page. Um, You know, tell us a little bit more about like why you think that is false that like time has nothing to do with your ability to heal after a breakup this is like my favorite i mean you say this i'm like yeah i do voice it all the time because it's so it's 
I think it goes back, it's backwards from everything that we hear about heartbreak. Yeah. Like, I, think, I can't even count how many friends I've told, like, it's just going to take time. Just <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, totally guilty. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just going to take time to heal your heart. And it's so not true. So there's two reasons I say this. So the first reason is that over time we live more life. So it's easier to just see what kind of happens in your life and you can look back saying, oh, see, that's why that didn't happen because you are like living the life. But then in that way, you're just like letting life happen to you versus finding out that reason as to why it happened now here in the moment. Um, and when you, when you figure that out and you're, you're figuring out why this happened for me, not to me, and you start deciding to do that now, it's not going to take time because you're finding and you're building evidence as to why that relationship didn't work out here now today versus six months to a year later. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the, the span of experiences has now like grown. Right. And when the span of experience has grown, like, of course you'll have more experience to say, Oh, that's why it happened. But if you just decide it happened for you, not to you today mm -hmm. and figure out all the reasons as to why now you won't have to wait six months to get over him. Yeah. And so then the second piece to that is everyone's like, okay, well, if it's not time, then what is it? What, if it doesn't take time to get over your ex or heal your heart, what is it? And then my thing to that is it's making decisions. Like mm -hmm. I have, I call it DCP. So mm -hmm. making the decision to get over your ex, then committing to that decision saying, Hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get mm -hmm. over him because I'm done and I'm no yeah. longer going to tolerate it. And then it takes practice. Mm -hmm. And it, the practice happens every day of waking up and choosing to decide that the breakup happened for you, not to you. And here yeah. are all the reasons as to why and practicing that every day. And the quicker you get at the DCP, the quicker mm -hmm. you're going to get over your ex. Yeah. I love the acronym. I love a good acronym. <laughs> right. um, so yeah. And I love that it's a little of like mental work and initiative in terms of like the decision part and then, you know, going through the motions, whereas like the practice part comes in. Um, I think it, it kind of is easier to ingrain mm -hmm. into your everyday because days and nights seem so long when you're just going through so much um, emotionally. And then like, sometimes you can't sleep and then your mind is racing everywhere. So um, putting into practice some, maybe, you know, just like lure back and think about, like you said, happening to, for you. Yeah. Like what it's is happening for you? you, not to you. hundred yeah. uh, percent. I know you chat a lot about secrets to get over your ex. Um, so for the listeners, if you could share the three secrets to get over the heartbreak. Yeah. So I have three secrets to getting over your ex. This is something that I share very commonly with everyone. Um, so the first secret is you create your pain, not him. Mm -hmm. And this is a hard one at first, like having to take ownership over the, the terrible feelings because a lot of times, and this again goes against everything we were taught growing up um, that other people could affect how you feel. I remember being like raised and my dad would say, no, don't say that to them. You could hurt their feelings. Hey, mm -hmm. you can't do that. That's going to hurt someone's feelings. When in reality, it's our thoughts that create how we feel. Mm -hmm. So for example, when my current partner comes to me and he says, you know, I love you. 
I don't feel love because he's saying that to me. I feel love because of my thoughts, my interpretation of those words from that person. Because if he came to you and was like, hey girl, I love you, you would be like, who are you? Mm -hmm. And you would have a lot of different thoughts and feelings about this very same circumstance. Yeah. So in a breakup, a lot of times we're like, he hurt me so bad. He did all these terrible things. He's a terrible person. He cheated on me. How could he do that? He did this and he did that. And that's why I feel angry and sad and mad. Mm -hmm. When in reality, you're feeling angry, sad, and mad because of your thoughts about what happened. Yeah. And it's hard to take ownership of that. But once you do, then you have the control to change it. You have the control to shift it. If we don't take ownership over our emotions, then you're going to be at the effect of your ex-boyfriend for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's incredible. It, 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 that was like the biggest mind-blowing moment for me. And I didn't find this out a year, like until a year after my breakup, like I said. Mm-hmm. But when someone told me like, oh, your thoughts create your feelings, I was like, I'm sorry. I definitely thought he created yeah. these terrible emotions for me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because once you can banish those from your, your constant like revolving thoughts, yeah. you get in a better mental space. Right. And when for the, those in a relationship, I think this is really eye-opening too. The opposite is true. It's not mm-hmm. your partner that creates your happiness. Your partner is not responsible for your security or stability or feeling good about you. You are responsible for that, right? Like yeah. you get to create the happiness and he just gets to be there for you to love. He or she just gets to wow. be there for you to love. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Love that. So then the second secret is time has nothing to do with it, which we talked about, right? So time Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with it. Decision-making and committing and practicing does. So you can get over your ex very quickly. It just depends on how quickly do you want to decide, commit, and practice. Yeah. Um, And then the third secret is distractions don't work. They actually make them worse. So a lot of times we're <laughs> told, right, to go and distract Find a new hobby. <laughs> stay busy, right? Yeah. And the only reason you want to do that is because when you're alone and you're just thinking with your thoughts, you don't like your thoughts because they make you feel icky. You're not yeah. feeling good because you're sitting with your thoughts and you're not managing your mind and you're not cleaning that up. Mm-hmm. But the problem with distractions is it reminds me of like a beach ball. If you're trying to take a beach ball and push it underneath the water, that's you pushing your feelings underneath the water and the beach ball will come up. Yeah. And the further down you push it, the higher it's going to come up on the other end. Mm-hmm. So it makes it worse by not just dealing with the emotions there and now. Those emotions will come out. So why not face them head on and get really good at managing your mind and understanding how to feel those feelings versus distracting yourself from them? Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big surprise to the listeners and an eye opener because how many friends do you have to like bring along to like obscure events? Like, yeah, sorry. Like I didn't plan on her coming with me, but like she's going through heartbreak. We're trying to keep her distracted. Like I feel like a lot of times, like as a friend um, in terms of trying to be a support system to a friend who may be um, encountering, you know, um, achy and, you know, an ugly breakup, like distraction seems to be like the first go-to probably like, let's do a girl's night. Mm -hmm. Like, let's do this. So that's, I think going to be massive eye opener, Mm -hmm. um, and and behavioral, um, 
uh, awareness that people mm-hmm. will realize like, wow, like how many times have I been in this situation where I'm just like, I'm going to go to every social event and just get really overstimulated. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's not a problem of doing those things. It's, but like, it's like, let's address the actual problem, the root mm-hmm. cause of the problem before we just try to distract from it. Like the yeah. distractions are just a way to avoid negative emotion mm-hmm. versus we could feel the negative emotion and go do the thing. Yeah. And I feel like actually kind of segue, um, I feel like social media can become a distraction for us, you know, like, oh, well, they dumped me and I'm going to get on, you know, like the dating apps or I'm going to get on Instagram and just scroll until I find someone else I think is like so attractive Mm -hmm. or they start, you know, constantly checking in on their ex, which can be really horrible because you might see something you don't want to, or you might feel that, they have completely forgotten about you. So I wanted to get your ideas on what advice do you have for women who are always checking the social media of their ex-partner? Oh, social media and breakups now has changed everything. It's like I, real intense. Yeah. When I went, like when I was going through it, my dad was like, I didn't have to deal with any of this. Like mm-hmm. I never saw my ex after I broke up with her. Like none of this was a thing. Um, so it's definitely a huge thing. So I have two methods that I use with my clients around checking social media constantly. Um, The reason we're doing that, like you said, it's a distraction. Um, We just want to feel better. And ultimately, we're also just avoiding a negative emotion. So we're reacting Mm. to the negative emotions that we're feeling. Maybe that's lonely. Maybe that's anxious. Maybe we're angry. Um, sad, something like that. And we want to feel better. And we think that by checking the social media, we'll feel better, which is not necessarily the truth. Um, So the first one is make a protocol. So I make a number of protocols with my clients, one of them being a social media protocol. So before they go on social media for any reason, but especially for reasons to check his, like check his social media to see what he's doing, Mm -hmm. I ask them to feel their emotion before reacting to it. So I give them a set of questions to walk through before they just, it doesn't mean that they can't look at their social media to like, and even his, but we have to walk through the questions and identify the feeling and then decide, do I still want to do this? So it slows down the feeling negative to the reacting to it. I put a barrier in between there. So I have them, you know, go through a series of questions of like, okay, how do I expect this to make me feel? How am I feeling right now? Like what's the one word emotion that I'm feeling and where is it in my body? What color is it? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? So getting very centered into how they're feeling right now and how they're thinking they're going to feel later. And then I also ask them a series of questions of like, okay, so if I check his social media and I see X, Y, and Z, how will I feel? If I check his social media and I see this, how will I feel? So we go through every option that there might be possible to yeah. determine how are they going to be thinking and feeling after they do that. And it kind of slows them down. And by the time they get through all the questions, the majority of the time, they don't want to check it still. Yeah, that's, that's really good because thinking about when you're going to pull up their profile, like it could be a number of things. Like they might just have deleted everything and that can make you feel really bad or they started, they moved on and you know, you're going to have to face that. So I like the kind of future, future casting where your feelings are going to be at, at the end result. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is using an urge jar is what I call it. So it's like a glass jar and you get those marbles that are in the bottom of fish tanks, like the colored mm-hmm. marbles. 
and you set a hundred of those uh, little beads or marbles in a jar, in a separate jar, and then you have your urge jar, the clear jar that's empty. And every time you have the urge or the craving to text him, check his social media, reach out, whatever that might be, I ask you to feel the emotion. And then as you go through and you feel the emotion and you don't react to the negative emotion, you don't resist it and you don't avoid it, meaning you don't distract from it, you take one of those marbles and you put it into the clear urge jar. Yeah. And it plays, there's a, your brain, it's like a psychology thing that your brain starts to pick it up as a game and it wants to make sure that it puts the marble in the jar. So the Mm -hmm. more you do that, the easier it then becomes to not react to your emotions right away. And then at the end, you choose like in the very beginning what you're going to do when you hit a hundred allowed urges. And uh, you get to then, once you have the hundred allowed urges, meaning there's a hundred times where you wanted to reach out to him or you wanted to check social media and you didn't, Mm -hmm. then you get to like reward yourself. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple system. (laughs) Right. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you real quick um, how this plays into the urges in terms of communication. What if they are reaching out to, to them? Yeah. Great question. Cause that happens, right? A lot. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing there again is understanding what's the end game, what's the mm-hmm. result. And so I have them go through those same questions of, do I want to like, when it comes to responding, how do I want to feel? How am I feeling right now? How do I think I'm going to feel if I respond and X, Y, and Z happens or X, Y, and Z happens, right? We have a number of protocols to like plan for all of those events. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. So you can, I would urge the listeners to like make your own protocol. How are you going to handle it? If he does reach out, how do you want to respond? How does future you want to respond? Right? Yeah. So the person who's totally over her ex, how would she respond to that message? Mm. And thinking about her more than you're thinking about who you are today. Yeah. Because I think that's the whole point is if you were happy, like happily married and had this great life that you were totally obsessed with, would you be messaging your ex back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Or if you Love did, that. it was like logistical or like, hey, and you wouldn't make it mean anything. Yeah. Howdy. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Love that. Um, I wanted to ask you as well a little bit about the comparison game. And this is mostly, you know, when our ex does move on or has, you know, moved on very fast uh, or is like very um, openly dating on their social media in the case that, you know, we have gotten wind of that. Uh, And how do we avoid and prevent from doing the comparison game? You know, we, we look at the person and we're like, Oh, she's prettier. She's this, she's more advanced in the career. Like all these, all these thoughts are racing. So a little bit about how to prevent those thoughts and playing comparison game. You have no idea how much I like feel for people who are going through that situation because it was just like, it hit me so hard when my ex did this. And it was the, one of the hardest parts to get over was just like, how could you just easily replace me? That's Mm -hmm. what I was thinking, right? My thought was like, I was easily replaced. Um, and I think the biggest thing when it comes to comparing and um, looking at who he's dating or what's going on with this other girl or guy, I think the biggest thing is understanding what am I making this mean about myself? Mm-hmm. 
right? Because him dating someone new actually has nothing to do with you. It feels like it does even, and especially like when it's so soon after the breakup, if it happened really quickly, it feels like it has something to do with you, but I promise you it has zero to do with you and everything to do with his thoughts and his feelings and his actions. Mm -hmm. So I like to look at with my clients, okay, so she comes to me and she's like, he's dating someone new and she's pretty and all the things. And I was like, does that mean you can't be pretty? Does that mean you're not as pretty? What does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? And so I would urge listeners here, if you're finding yourself comparing yourself, figure out what it is that you're making it mean about yourself. And then you have to debunk yourself. You have to show yourself how what you're saying is not even true. It's not even valid. It's not even like a real thing. There's no way that one person could be prettier than another. We all look hundred percent different. How can we compare oranges to oranges or oranges to apples? Mm-hmm. Right. And just because, you know, she has this or she has that number one doesn't mean that you can't have it. And is it something you even want? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you even want to be with your ex-boyfriend who doesn't want to be with you? No. Yeah. yeah I love that. Cause I feel like it's almost inevitable to feel this like sensation of like, well, what does this person have that I didn't have that I couldn't offer. Um, you know, and I feel like in my personal experience, um, when someone has moved on or started dating again, I'm like, Oh my God, like either like I'm way better than them. Like why? Like so stupid of him or the opposite. Like, Oh my gosh, she's like so much prettier than me and she's so much thinner than me and like all these things. So it's, I feel like it's one of the two extremes almost sometimes like, Oh, I hate her or like, Oh my God, she like totally knocked me out of the park and I'm using air quotes here for the mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, so- I feel like it's just so many extremes. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that too, because again, right. It was making it about us or making it about yourself versus it had nothing to do with you. Like mm-hmm. I have so many women who come to me and they're like, well, then there must be something wrong with me. And I'm like, what if there's nothing wrong with you? And he just had, it, he didn't have the capacity to love you. And that yeah. is not your fault. Your lovability yeah. is a hundred percent. His feeling love is a feeling, which means his thoughts are responsible for how he feels. Mm-hmm. If he couldn't feel love, he couldn't think loving thoughts about you. And that yeah. has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's so refreshing to just hear a new approach to uh, scenarios that women are so often um, trapped in, I feel like, because you Mm -hmm. just feel like you're like surrounded by you and your thoughts. Um, To switch gears a little bit, I wanted to loop back to talk about forgiveness and how important do you think it is that, that you do move forward and forgive your ex? Yeah. So forgiveness is so important. Um, I think it's one of the most important pieces. I really do. (laughs) So important. Um, I think a lot of times we're like, how, how do I, at least for myself, I'll just kind of go off of my own personal experience and my experience that I'm seeing my clients go through is the question is like, how do I forgive when it includes like another person? Mm. Um, and it can sometimes feel really impossible Um, to forgive some, at least for myself, again, like I keep going back to, I felt like it was impossible to forgive him. I was just like, how could you move on that quickly after seven years? We spent seven years of our time together, right? It felt so ingrained and so hardcore to me. But what I learned was like forgiveness is not having a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness isn't him saying sorry. And forgiveness isn't him. It's not 
us writing what he did mm-hmm. off. Like it's not writing his wrong. Yeah. Um, we're not saying what he did was right by forgiving him. We can forgive and still disagree with what he did. Yeah, for sure. Because at the end of the day, forgiveness is letting go of anger and resentment, which means we're letting go of emotions. So if our thoughts are what create our emotions, we're letting go of thoughts that create the anger and create the resentment. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I feel like especially we oftentimes think of a apology or in order to give forgiveness, we need that apology. So when you said, you know, it's not always going to be him saying sorry. And oftentimes when you're fighting with all the emotions of a breakup, um, sorry feels like so meaningless. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's, it's an interesting perspective to think of not receiving a verbal apology and still having to dig up those feelings um, to understand your thoughts in terms of their behavior. Yeah. And it's because here's the the forgiveness is for you, not mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Because if we think, I, for me personally, I thought by not forgiving him, he was suffering. Mm. When in reality, by not forgiving him, I was the one suffering because I was the one that was feeling the anger and the resentment, not him. Yeah, you're carrying it around. Right? And he could have done anything in the world, but my thoughts weren't going to change about what he did. So therefore, I wasn't going to feel less angry or less resentful just because he did something different. I would have to change my thinking about what he did to feel less anger and less resentment. So I Mm -hmm. had to change my thinking from like, how could he? How dare he? Clearly, he never loved me to he did the best that he could. Yeah. This actually happened for me, not to me. Nothing actually went wrong here. This was supposed to happen the whole time and I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Right. I had to start changing those perceptions and those beliefs. And when I did, I started feeling compassion rather than the anger and the resentment. And that's when I was able to forgive. Mm. Love that. It's a more complex um, concept, but I do have a whole podcast episode Mm -hmm. on it on how to get over your ex. So if anyone wants to like listen more and learn more about that, I give the exact steps in there, but it's a little bit more complex. Mm -hmm because you have to really understand and grasp the idea that you are responsible for your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I, I feel like a lot, a lot of your podcasts are really breaking down um, so many micro steps in there. Um, So I definitely think everyone should go over to Dorothy's podcast and check that out for sure. Um, And thank you for sharing that with us. I want to ask you a little bit about like self-care. Like people sometimes are like, oh, like I'm going through a breakup. I'm just going to go like get a manicure every two days. And like everything is going to be like, you know, like me, 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 just going to keep pampering myself. but kind of, I wanted to hear your perspective on like, what do you think or consider some like best self-care practices, you know, when you are brokenhearted? Mm-hmm. Uh, so top three best self-care practices that I think are the best things that you could do for yourself when you're going through a breakup. And they're not going to be ones that I think people are used to. So mm-hmm. people can disagree with me. It's totally fine. <laughs> the first one is managing your mind. It's going to be the bit like the biggest and most best gift you could ever give yourself. And like you said, I'm a very tangible person. So what does that actually mean? Manage your mind. Um, Getting all of your thoughts out on paper, getting everything that's in your brain out on paper physically so you can see it. Like literally old school guys, like let's take a pen and a paper, (laughs) maybe a pencil and write it down. Just Mm -hmm. see what's in there 
right? Just see and just get, just start writing. And if you don't know what to write, I want you to write, I don't know what to write until you decide, figure something out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just start writing and don't let the pen stop because as soon as you start seeing what's going on in your mind, you're going to start recognizing and becoming aware of where your feelings are coming from. Yeah. And that's going to be like the first step to anything. And then that kind of bleeds into my second step that I think for self-care is taking responsibility for how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you don't do this, you will always be at the effect of everything around you versus not being at the effect of everyone around you. You could be in total control always around your emotions and not rely on someone else to make you feel better. And I think that's a skill everyone should learn, but it's just monumental to learn it when you're going through a breakup before you get into your next relationship. Because then you're not going to be jumping to relationship to relationship, trying to find someone who will make you happy, who will help Mm. you become whole, who will um, make sure that you feel secure and safe. Like that's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility to feel those emotions on purpose for you and learning how to cope with the negative emotion is going to be so important. So I think taking responsibility for your emotions, managing your mind. Um, and then the third one that I think is so important is making decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds so like what, but at the same time, this, the moment you start making decisions is the moment you start moving forward. It's super Mm -hmm. empowering to make a decision for yourself, stand up for yourself, have confidence in that decision, no matter what it is to move into a new apartment, to decorate in this certain way, to make the decision to invest in yourself, whatever that looks like, making those decisions and stepping up for you is going to, and the more you can do that, the quicker you can do that, the quicker you're going to get over your ex. It's very, it's very much just hand in hand with the DCP that I talked about Mm -hmm. deciding, committing and practicing. A part of that practicing is learning how to make those decisions for you based off of who you believe you are versus looking like externally for everyone else. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that because it's not one concrete thing, you know, like go get one massage, go to one (laughs) therapy session. Um, you know, it can really, uh, unwrap itself um, differently for every single person in their own individual lifestyle. Like it's, it's going to come to be in, in so many different ways, shapes and forms for everyone versus, you know, like going to therapy can be a very um, like a one step thing. And then you might not walk away from that and not even feeling like so fulfilled. Um, Cause you know, you need to keep working at it versus like when you make those decisions and try to understand why you did it, you're just going to start feeling like better about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, and that kind of like leads us right into what would be a glow tip you have uh, for the listeners? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think my glow tip for this is that to remember that heartbreak is transfor- like transformational. It's mm-hmm. going to be a transforming time and I want you to use it as such. I want in like three months to kind of come out of this being like, oh my God, who is she? Where did she come mm-hmm. from? Like, what did she do? Like, whatever she's doing, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And using this time while you're going through heartbreak to kind of almost overcome, it, don't see it as like a dark hole, but see it as a blank white canvas that you get to paint anything on. And I think by painting that vision for yourself is going to be the first step towards transformation 
So it's like, get a piece of paper, write down all of the things that you want in your life in 30 years and get excited about it. Don't like hold back, get excited about it and use this time as like transform transformation. I want to say trans transformative, mm-hmm. but also transformation. I want it to be an entire transformation of your life and use it that way. Yeah. I love that. Cause, um, I think it loops back right into, you know, having, a a more positive outlook of the future. Cause when you think of a transformation, like you think of like future you, mm-hmm. um, and just thinking back to like emotions, like all the emotions you're going to feel and like, you're so proud when you're that person. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I really love that. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of your business, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, um, how's your experience been working with clients? Um, you know, if someone is interested in working with you, how, you know, do you have a screening process? Do you have group masterminds? Kind of talk a little bit about your business. Um, yeah. So the primary way that I serve my brave hearts, I call them all brave hearts. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Your tribe. Yes. Love them to death. Um, the primary way that I serve them is through my podcast, how to get mm-hmm. over your ex. So that's on Spotify or iTunes. All of you can check that out. Um, and then the second way is through one-on-one coaching. And I do that through two different forms. Mm-hmm. I have a three month breakup program where you get over your ex in three months to the point where you're not constantly thinking about him. You're not wondering where he is and what he's doing. You're just so excited about your life that he doesn't even cross your mind. And then after that, I offer a next chapter program and that kind of takes all of this work and applies it to all different areas of your life. So if you're wanting to start a business, if you want to, you know, double your income, if you're wanting to uh, become a boss at your career, whatever's next in your life after the breakup, we focus on that for six months. We go out and we accomplish something that feels impossible to you. Um, So those are the primary things that I do right now. And actually, most recently, I started implementing a new, um, I'm going to do this monthly, where I do a free five-day how to get over your ex training. Mm -hmm. Um, And I host that on Facebook in a private Facebook group. It's been super fun. All these brave hearts getting together. I provide homework and feedback. And I just love actually taking this stuff, applying it to your life and seeing tangible results. So I also offer that. And then something that I haven't actually like shared with anyone yet. Ooh, inside scoop. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't shared this with anyone yet. And I'm super excited because it's in the stages of being built currently. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to start offering a how to get over your ex class, like course. So that's going to be super fun because it's going to be a portal that holds everything breakup. So it's going to be how to forgive and how to let go. How do I actually, it'll give like the actual steps, an entire module based on how do I get over my ex. It'll list out all of the steps, everything. It'll include the private Facebook group with live coaching calls every month with me, all of that stuff. And so that's something that's in the works, but it won't launch until like later this summer. So I'm excited about that. Though. Oh, that is so exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just like, I get so excited listening to you because I just know that you are such a magnificent resource to people who are just like feeling down and, you know, feeling hurt. Um, and it's just crazy how the the organ like heart can like be feeling so heavy at times like this. And I feel mm-hmm. like you're just a ray of sunshine and like a plus cheerleader oh, um, for this. You. And I really Thank love you. your work. I know that in the past you have like done events and retreats and stuff like that. Do you have any plans for the rest of this year? I know right now we're kind of in a really weird space. (laughs) Yeah, it is. People limits are like down to like three people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a weird place that we're in right now. But um, I don't have any 
any events or anything. I have like retreats that are a part of the next chapter mm-hmm. program and those yes. happen. Um, so I love that. I do want to do a Bali retreat probably at the end of this year. Um, but I think again, that'll be a part of the next chapter program. Yeah. Um, so I don't have anything in the works in terms of that, but after everything passes with what's happening yeah. in the world right now, maybe I will to take a different direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I want to give you a second to um, tell us where the listeners can connect with you. I know you mentioned your podcast, but if you have a website, Instagram, um, stuff like that, share with us. Yeah. Come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at breakup coach Dorothy. And you can also find me on Facebook under that as well. And I have a lot of free videos. I try to offer as much as I can for free. So all of my tools and content is for free. If you're looking to actually apply it and get like really some handholding one-on-one that cheerleader work Mm -hmm. with me, you can sign up for a free consultation call with me at my website at www.dorothyabjohnson.com. Awesome. Yay. Perfect. Well, anyone, I highly recommend you connect with Dorothy. Um, her Instagram feed is lovely and so inspiring. Um, and this is someone who like, I am not right now aching and heartache, but I know that feeling. And I just am so excited for people who are able to connect with you. And yeah, I'm very excited to see what else 2020 brings. Yeah. Your business. Thank you so much for having me. You have no idea. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to um, finally sometime this year meet you. <laughs> in person. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.